board, everybody. <laughs> wow. Tough crowd, right? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Oh, all right. Stand up then. Stand up, for real. I'm, I'm, I didn't stutter. Stand up. <laughs> I'm alive and awake. I'm so awake. I won't fall asleep when the preacher starts going. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'll sit down. <laughs> All right. I want to. Uh, I want to talk to you about, Pastor Gary mentioned this on Sunday, last Sunday, and the, the title just went off on the inside. Boom. Do you ever have those? And, and talking about living in the flame. I want to talk to you about living in the flame. And um, going over his pastor's New Year's revolutions, and they are revolutions, because it'll make a, it'll cause a revolution in you if you take those in. That wasn't a slip of the tongue. That was a real... Second Chronicles 20, 20, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper, prosper right? Uh, Exodus 20, 20, fear not. Colossians 2, <laughs> glory to God, 2, 9, you are complete in him. You are. It's not are you complete. No, it's a statement of a fact. You are complete in him. Uh, number four, uh, Luke 12, 32, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Good pleasure. He wants to give it to you. Woo. And number five, beloved. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Beloved, be steadfast, unmovable. And where I want to start today is always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because your, because your labor is not in vain in the Lord. But as you're always abounding in the work of the Lord, we're talking about living in the flame. When you're living in the flame, you will abound because it's going it, to, because you're fired up. Oh, yeah. Living in the flame is being fired up, right? So let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 37, please. Woohoo! Because it says, for with God, with God, nothing shall be impossible. The Living Bible, it says, for every promise from God shall surely come true. It's a matter of fact. Every promise from God will come true. American Standard, for, for no word from God shall be void of power. No word from God shall be void of power. That means every word you say out of this book is loaded to the max. No voids in this word. None. Right? All right. Passion, of course. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Not one. There's a whole pile of promises in here. And not one of them is empty of power. So what is it that you need for your life today? What promise is it that you're standing on that, you, that hey, there, this thing is not void of power, it, which means it is loaded with power. Right? Now, one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. So, when you're with God, realize nothing is impossible. No thing is impossible. Amen. So, what do we have a problem with? Nothing. No, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We could go home and just say, okay, you know what? Nothing's impossible, which means everything, all things are possible. We're good to go. Bam. Right? 
Luke chapter 10, please. Woohoo! Luke chapter 10, verse 25. So I was looking at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And um, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in. And I was looking up that word abounding. It means to excel, to overflow. So if you're abounding in the work of the Lord, you're excelling in what you're doing for him. You are overflowing in what you are doing for him, right? And basically, not really for him, it's with him. Really, when you think about it, because what we do, we do with him. It's a partnership. We're not serving the Lord for him. We're serving the Lord with him, right? So, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, let's, uh, so how do we do that? So I was looking at Luke 10, 25, verse 20, uh, yeah, Luke 10, 25. <clears throat> it says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou, or how do you read it? How do you understand this word? What are you saying about this word? What does it mean to you? And he said, uh, and answering, he answering said, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength, all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, um, in the message, it talks about loving God with all of your passion, your prayer, your muscle, and your intelligence. We're supposed to, come on, with your intelligence. We're not supposed to be stupid, right? We're supposed to be smarter than the average bear. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Yeah, no, no, we're supposed to be smarter than that. So if we're supposed to be always abounding in the work of the Lord, and, and I ask myself a question, so what is the work of the Lord? If you ask a question, you'll get it. You'll get an answer. And in John chapter 6, you'll get it. John chapter 6, please. Verse 28. Are you there? And then they said unto Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? How deep was that question? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll slow it down. I said, what is the work of the Lord? And I got this answer. Verse 28. They said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Same question. And Jesus answered, this is the work of God, that you believe on him who he sent. That is the work. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding, learning more, believing, because faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word, the more that you hear, the more that you get, the more that you get, the more that you hear, the more that you get. Come on, tell, tell it goes from here to here. You're believing it, right? And abounding means, come, come on now, abounding. Come to church on Thursday. Abound to church on Thursday. Abound to church on Sunday. Abound to church on the 15th. Abound to church whenever the doors are open. And just abound to church just because you feel like coming. Why not? I like it. <laughs> in the Amplified, it said, um, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he had sent and that you cleave to, you trust, you rely on, and you have faith in. Huh. Do you trust him? Do you really trust him? Do you trust him with 10% of your wage? Do you trust the fact that if he said, by his stripes, you're healed? Do you trust that? 
Do you trust the fact that he said, um, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory? Do you trust, do you believe that? I do. Do you believe that he made you the head and not the tail? Do you believe he made you above and not beneath? Come on, did you, do you believe that he made you more than a conqueror? Not just a conqueror, but more than that. That's a biggie-sized conqueror. Come on. Acts chapter 2, please. Come on. This is living in the flame. Because when you, when you know whose you are, <laughs> and he's got your back, come on. You can live in the flame. Why? Because you're fired up. Fired up. Woo. Jesus. <laughs> A kaboom. We're looking for an earth shattering kaboom. <laughs> We are. Acts chapter 2. Listen to this in the Passion Translation. Acts 2.2. 2. On the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. All of the disciples. What's a disciple? Disciplined ones, right? If you, if you follow my word, then you are my disciples indeed, right? So that's, that would be us. We qualify. Okay. We're gathered in one place. We're here, right? Suddenly... They heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. Could you imagine what that must have sounded like? Oh my. We're just in hallelujah, hallelujah. Boom! Suddenly, there's, a, there's this great big tornado that's just ripping through the place that sounds like a tornado. <laughs> the roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Could you imagine what that sounded like? Freight train coming through. A bunch of them. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. Can you imagine that? All of a sudden, there's this great big pillar. And bam, 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 bam. Rapid fire. Lighten you up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And verse 4. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Ghost. You... You, you are filled. You are equipped for actually, absolutely everything that God's called you to do. Come on. You're equipped to do it. So we should be can-do people. It doesn't matter where he puts you. There's a can-do spirit that says, hey, can-do, will-do, did-do. Every place that we've been to, we have, (laughs) we came in, we conquered it, left it better than where we found it. And then moved on. That's what we do. That's the spirit of a, of a pioneer. Right? It's apostolic. People that build churches and change lives. You go over to 110 Thorn and, and you look. Back when we first moved in there, there was no Dartmouth Crossing. Come on now. There was nothing there. But we were there. I still remember the time when we did the uh, parade, and we were stuck on the bridge for about, what, 20 minutes? And we were just, and we got stuck in this song about the glory, and we're just singing about the glory on the, in the middle of the bridge. You don't think that changed Halifax? All the strip, come on now, all the strip joints closed. Come on now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> come on. We did. We changed the. 
That's true, yeah, it was way before your time. But listen, there's a lot of stuff that we've done. <laughs> you were there. Pastor Diane is in the house. Please stand up and give everybody a big wave. God bless you. It says that they were all filled and equipped. So there's an equipping that's on the inside of you to do what, you, what God has called you to do. So don't think that you're just here just to fill a space. There's something that God has called you to do, and he's going to... He's going to pester you until you do it. And if you don't do it, he will find somebody else to do it. But you're going to miss it. And don't try to do something else that God has called somebody else to do. Because you're not equipped for that. And actually, if you try to do something else that somebody else is called to do, it'll probably kick your tail. Because you're not anointed to do that. Stay in your lane. Right? So it says they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues and empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they have never learned. That's a, you know what? I was thinking about that sometimes. You know, because you see people that used to cuss a lot. They get filled with the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden they get, they get a new tongue. <laughs> they don't speak like they used to. <laughs> Why don't you cuss? I don't want to cuss anymore. You know, you, I know, you're all just so holy, right? But, you know, you try to cuss, you go, <laughs> just go on with you then. <laughs> Psalms 104, please. Again, light it. Mm-mm-mm. Living in the flame. Woo. Well, if you, come on, if, if you're equipped and filled... So you're living in the flame, that's, that's an easy thing to do. Psalms 104, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I love that. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. You cover yourself with light as with a garment who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lays the beams of his chambers in the water, who, who makes the clouds his chariots, who walks upon the wings of the wind who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a what? A flaming fire. Are you his minister? Yes. Don't you realize that there's a flame of fire burner on the inside of you? Don't you know what's on the inside of you? Sickness can't touch fire? My, come on. New Living says, the winds are your messengers. Flames of fire are your servants. We serve him. We're flames of fire. Listen to this in the message. We are appointed fire and flames as ambassadors. We are appointed fire and flames as ambassadors. Which means we live under the rulership of heaven. We, we live under the economy of heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no coronavirus in heaven. There is no Taliban or any other kind of ban in heaven. No fear. Uh-uh. Passion. You make your ministers into winds of the spirit, and all of your ministers become flames of fire. So there's a, there, it seems like 
as, as there's a becoming, as you walk this out, the brighter your flame gets. The more that you give, the more that your flame goes bigger. Why? Because you're feeding it. When you feed a fire, it gets bigger. I remember we were, <laughs> when Pastor was living on, <laughs> on Cambridge Drive. You want to talk about a fire? <laughs> we had a fire in that ditch sometimes that to the telephone poles. I mean, that was a fire. <laughs> no, that's a fire. Yeah, it was big. But the more he fed it, the bigger it got. So the more that you feed on this, the bigger you are going to get. Right? Because the equipping is already on the inside of you. Now it's up to you to do something with it. If you don't do nothing with it, then there it sits. That's why we say don't sit. Do. There's lots to do around here. Amen, Pastor Paul. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, please. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll have to amen myself. <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, God's Electric Power Company. Verse 6. Being confident in this very thing, that he, who he, God, which had begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day. Oh, perform it. He's going to continue. See, there's a continuing, as we walk through this, there's a continuing that we do. There's a continuing that we be. Right? It says, be like him. Well, we're going to be like him and enjoy the trip. Right? Amen. Now, um, Verse 9, and this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all judgment. So he's talking about your love being increased. Why? Because you've got to love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Right? And this is really abounding in love. So that we can abound, excel in our love towards God, excel in our love towards our neighbor, excel in our love towards yourself so that way when God tells you something that is so big it's not going to freak you out and say I'm just some little worm how could I do that no 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 because you're going to love yourself and love him so much it's going to be like all right can do can do amen first Samuel 22 speaking of can do people I love this one first Samuel 22 let me know when you're there Amen. Verse 1. They, David therefore departed thence and escaped to, to the cave Adullam. When his brethren, all his father's house, heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone that was in distress, that was me. Everyone that was in debt, that was really me. Everyone that was discontented, that was her, because of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that was totally because of me. <laughs> yeah, no, I was an idiot. <laughs> I was a happy idiot, yeah, because I didn't know any better. <laughs> just, just walk around, just spirit of stupid all over me. Was, anyways, it says that they gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them, and they were about with him four hundred men. Now think about this. There's a spirit of gathering that was on David so that people would come to him. People that were in debt, in distress, discontented, 
but they gathered themselves unto their captain. And we did the same thing here. We gathered ourselves, Shirley and I, to pastors Gary and Nancy because there was a spirit of gathering on them. When we did what they said to do, we would have, we would, we would see and have what they said we could have. But if we didn't submit ourselves to them, to their leadership, to where they said we were going, we wouldn't be where we are today. I wouldn't be where I, where I am today. We wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't be married. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. We wouldn't have, <laughs> we wouldn't have midweek services if it wasn't because of me. Uh, no, no, idiot. Yeah, I was. I was good on Sunday. And it spilled over to Monday, and it started to wane by Tuesday. By Wednesday, it was just full-on idiot. And Shirley called Pastor Nancy and said, uh, can you have a midweek service? I can't stand being around you. <laughs> so thank her for midweek services, because that's where we are, and we have them. But the thing was, every place that we went to, because pastors said, um, we're going here, we did. And we excelled. When we were at the, the uh, Keddies, we didn't know which room we were going to be in from one week to the next. There were times that we set up in that place and they said it was the wrong room. So we had to tear down and go to another place. But we did it joyfully. We went over to McDonald. We did it joyfully. We went over to Scarf Court. We did it joyfully. We went into... Um, <coughs> When we moved into 110 Thorn, let me tell you something. That place was a warehouse. I was putting in 16, 18-hour days to get that place ready. His pastor said, let's go here. Can do. We moved out of there. We're in here. Why? Because pastor said, let's go here. Can do. Everything that God has told pastor to do, God has blessed it. So don't you curse what God has blessed. Don't put your tongue on something that God has blessed here because God called us here. We are definitely making a difference because if you would have looked at 110 Thorn, I have a picture of, the, of 110 Thorn before anything. And all it is, there's a great big heap of, of, of uh, uh, pellets, ground up pellet chunks. That are, that's all that was around there in stone. And you look at it today. We did that. We changed things. We're change agents. And so now we're here. And from the time we, from the time we moved in here, 80% improvement. For sure. And every time you come in, there's something a little bit different that goes on. Look in that corner. Probably didn't notice that. It's getting smaller, isn't it? Because there's changes going on all the time. But if people are so busy complaining about the, where we are, you're missing the change. <laughs> you want to go back to Egypt? No! Heck to the no! I've got no time for that. <laughs> so, here's David in a cave. So, and the, okay, you think about being in a cave. Didn't smell too good. 
People were complaining that there was a bathroom outside the building when we for a little for a, for a minute. They didn't have one. You're in a cave. Sharing that with that bat. What do they call that bat dropping? Gua, guava, guava, not guava. Some guano. Yeah, guano. Don't sleep on your back. Praise the Lord. You're in a cave. But what did he do? Because David had a spirit of gathering on him. Psalms 34. Always. See, that's what the captain does. We're looking down. You say, look up. We start to complain. He says, no, no, no. Bless the Lord. Turn your tongue. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. All times. In a cave, out of a cave, doesn't matter. He said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. My mind, my will, and my emotions will make myself boast in the Lord. Come on. Yeah. You make yourself do that. You start looking around and say, God, I thank you. Look at where we are. We have a chance to help a bunch of people. And here's a sign and a wonder. There's three churches that are activated right now that are working side by side, hand in hand, and they like each other. Yes. Come on. That does not happen in the natural. No, because God is up to something. <laughs> so that's why it's, it's, it makes it easy to boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, oh magnify the Lord with me. That's what pastor's been doing. Like our praise and worship lately has been off the charts. Why? Because we're magnifying the Lord. He said, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Woo! Every time. He hears you when you're... He hears you all the time. So what is he hearing? We are so grateful. Are you kidding? I am so excited about where we are right now. I am jacked to the ceiling. I like it. And it's not, no, for real. And it's not because it's so close to where I live. No, 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 no. No. That is, that is a park. But, but the biggest park is that we are in a place. We were in, when we were, when we were over on 110, do you realize that very few people knew where we were? Very few people knew where we were. We moved here within two weeks. Everybody knew where we were. And people, <laughs> they're going by our place every day. Thousands of cars every single day. This place, that's why we had to clean up that corner. We're making room for more. This place is going to be filled up. Standing room only. No, no, that is the word of the Lord. You get grateful, this place will grow. Not only will this place grow, you will grow. Because your tongue will, will, will slow down your, your blessing process. Huh? Speak words of life? That's what we do. So. <laughs> Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the person that trusts in him. So we trust in him today. So we're, we're going to expect a blessing to show up and show out in your life. God is so good. Now, 
I got a cross reference here. In second, don't put your, uh, don't go there. But in Second Samuel 17, verses seven and eight, New Living Translation, it said, "Well, Hushai reported to Absalom, replied to Absalom, this time Ahithophel had made a mistake. You know your father David and his men; they were mighty warriors. They, they he called them mighty warriors. They started out with the three Ds, but they because they gathered themselves under their captain." They became mighty warriors and rich, loaded, totally, because the blessing comes with that, right? Now, let's jump over to um, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30. You know the story with Ziglag? And we'll just take it in verse 6 just for time, because you know what happened there. He, <laughs> the people came in, they took everything, took his wives, took his children. But it says in verse 6, David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Because of the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What did he do? He, he did what he told everybody else to do. He went back to Psalms 34. And he said, okay, you know what? Because he just didn't spout it. He lived it. He modeled, he modeled it in front of his people. We have everybody, like, come on, we all model in front of each other. We encourage one another. People here in this place, I've seen people, and I've heard the stories, people going through stuff, all, all kinds of stuff, but what are they doing? They're encouraging themselves. They come up here, and you guys are up there singing, preaching. doesn't matter what it is. You're doing what you do. Why? Because that encourages you. Yes. Right? Get your mind off the situation. Get your mind on his situation. He takes care of your business because you're taking care of his business. That's the way it works. Woo! So it says that he, David encouraged himself. Oh, yeah, he said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Come on. Psalms 27, please. This is one of my favorite ones this week. Yeah, it's so good. Especially when you're going through stuff. And even if you're not going through stuff, Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light. Come on, make it personal. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Who? 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 <laughs> Nobody. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came up on me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a house should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Mm -hmm. The war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing, one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his tabernacle, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. Woo! In the secret of, of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up. He's going to set you up on a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Woo! He said it twice. He's going to sing. I'm going to sing praises to the Lord. Listen to this in the Passion. The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? 
I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you. Lord, surround me and protect me. When evil comes to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. My heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack. I know that you're there for me, so I will not be shaken. There's one thing I crave from God, one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. Another song. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. Come on. He wants to, can you see you want to be so close to him? Mm. In his shelter in the day of trouble, that's where you'll find me, for he hides me there in his holiness. He has smuggled me into his secret place. He's in the smuggling. Where I'm kept safe and secure, out of reach of all my enemies, triumphant now, I'll bring him my offerings of praise, singing and shouting with ecstatic joy. Yes, listen, and you can hear the fanfare of my shouts of praise to the Lord. Bam! (laughs) Come on. That is just one of those, right? Mm Mm-hmm. My, 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 my. Second Corinthians. Oh, no, no, no. We can't go past it. Okay, in Jeremiah 20. Let's go there because it's just, it needs to. Because we are, come on, we're living in the flame. So how can you be living in the flame and not talk about Jeremiah? <laughs> 20, verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. You ever get mad at God? I'm not praying today. Oh, don't shake your head. No, you know you have. I have. Everybody has at one time or another got mad at God and say, you know what? I'm not even, we're not talking today. (laughs) Silent treatment. He said, I'll not make mention of him, nor will I speak anymore in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shot up in my bones. Bam. That word just, you can't get away from it. When you try to run from it, it starts to just sparkle. It just starts to bloop on the inside of you. Bubbles up. And then all of a sudden, people come up to you. People you don't even know start preaching to you. You think, would you get away from me? <laughs> would you shut up with that? And the more you run, the more you run into him. That's the way he is. It says, his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing. And I could not stay. <laughs> New Living, it says, if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak his name, uh, his word burns in, in my heart like a fire. It's like fire in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. You ever try to hold something in so long? Hold your breath, and you just... <laughs> eventually, you've got to let it out. I like the message. But if I say forget it, no more God messages from me. I'm not preaching. <laughs> the words are fire in my belly, a burning in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it any longer. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Hallelujah. 23, 29. That is a good one. Woo. Let me know when you're there. There, 
is not my word like as a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces? Come on. That word is a fire and a hammer. That'll bust up some stuff. I'll tell you what. Mm, yeah, all day. All day. Second Corinthians. Can you handle a couple more verses? Okay. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 1, please. <laughs> Fire and a hammer. Bam. Yeah. You do, you do not want none of this. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, please. <laughs> Verse 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant. That's why you come to church. So you don't stay ignorant, brethren, sister. Well, really, and ignorant is just not knowing. Not like, well, you used to call people ignorant. <laughs> like they're stupid. No, no. <laughs> they just don't they want you not knowing. <laughs> this is, <laughs> we, <clears throat> we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much that we despaired even our lives. The bad day. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead, woo! who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did it yesterday. He'll do it today, and he will do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Amen? Listen to this in the message of verse 10. And he did it. He rescued us from certain doom. He'll do it again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. Every single time. It doesn't run out. It's not three strikes you're out. You just keep hitting until you hit it. Swing till you hit it. New living. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. Amplify, classic edition, for it is he who rescued and saved us from such a perilous death, and he will still rescue and save us. In him and on him have we set our hope, our joyful and confident expectation that he will again deliver us from danger and destruction and draw us to himself. Bam! That is knowing who your God is. Amen. Now link that up with Romans chapter 8. We hit Romans a lot yesterday. In prayer. Men's prayer. 7 o'clock. In the morning. With Rob. How's that for a plug? All right. <laughs> Pay me. No, no. <laughs> Uh, praise the Lord. Okay, um, Romans eight eleven. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken you, make alive your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. This way, come on, living in the flame, that's what you do. It's just what we do. 
We live in the flame. Why? We're fired up. We are so fired up. Come on. That's just what we do. In the passion, it says, yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection, his spirit of resurrection, resurrection power lives inside of you. Come on. He will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. That same spirit, that same fire that went into you on the day of Pentecost. Bam! You're in. Amen. Woohoo! Now listen to this. I put these two together, three together. It's out of the Passion Translation. And it's Psalm 63, 2 Corinthians 10, Colossians 1, and Ephesians 3.20. And I put these all together, and it's just like, what? By the time you're done, you're done. It's like you don't need anymore. And Psalm 63.1, and I love the way it starts. The title is Thirsting for God. Are you thirsty for him today? We are. Every day. And it says, God, oh God of my life, I'm, love, I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more. With cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my, uh, grips my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter into your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power. Woo! And to drink in more of your glory. Verse 3. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily I will worship you and passionately with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. Verse 5. I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. Nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake each night thinking of you, reflecting on how you love you help me like a father i sing through the night under your splendor shadow offering up to you my songs of delight and joy verse 8 with passion i pursue and cling to you because i feel your grip of my life i keep my soul close to your heart huh those who plot to destroy me shall descend into the darkness of hell. They'll be consumed by their own evil and become nothing more than dust under our feet. These liars will be silenced forever. But with the anointing of a king, I will dance and rejoice along with all those lovers who trust in him. You have the anointing of a king on you and a priest. Because we're priests and kings. 2 Corinthians 10.34 For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing, uh, employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Can't stop us. Why? We are living flames. Colossians 1.11, and we pray that you would be energized with all his, ex his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. Bam! You're energized, deputized to do something. Last one, Ephesians 3.20, and never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. What's your greatest request? That's what he starts with. That's his basement. Your greatest request is where he starts. That's his basement. Go up from there. Your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. 
He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request or your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for all his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how we live in the flame. Let him energize you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.